Welcome in. Welcome in. It's 2024. Let's go. It's the Plank Show. Let's see. So we have men's and women's basketball, men's and women's gymnastics, and, and men's gymnastics completes, uh, doesn't compete necessarily in the Big 12. Wrestling, golf, both men's and women's, and then softball and baseball. And then we'll be bidding adieu to the Big 12. Seems wild still to me. But in that same vein, I uh, I was trying to think of a way to word this. Now, I don't know after the holidays. I, I think KJ's going to join us still. And I don't know where my phone is. So I don't <laughs> So we'll. That's challenging to confirm. We'll all find out together. I came in hot, Josh. Like I came. I was rolling uh, down. What's that road that you and I. But 20. Is that 24th? 24th. And there was a. There's a Norman police officer in a spot that they're usually not. Did ah, you catch that? Tricky, tricky. Did you catch that? There is, uh, there's one spot where they always are, and that's right in the entrance to the uh, the new like soccer facility and, and whatever you want to call that. Yeah. But they were a little bit more towards Highway 9, so they probably could have got me. So I kind of drove in fight or flight for about two blocks. So by the time that I pulled into the, the parking lot, it's like, all right, I'm not getting pulled Woo! over. It's gonna be a good morning. I think I uh I think I found myself happily rolling rolling in here. Uh much, much happier. But in watching the end of both the SEC and the Big Twelve seasons last night, I was trying to think of a way to word this while we either A wait on coach or B just spend three hours talking. Uh, college football playoffs and college basketball today. Oh my! Is this really what we're doing? Oh, I got first take up. I don't think I can watch this. First takes debate. Did Michigan win the game or did Alabama lose it? Your calls next. What? <laughs> you want to talk about giving just more fuel for Michigan? Seven nineteen is Sports Center, Josh. That might be your. That might be a better. Op, uh, option than say having to watch Shannon Sharp and noted college football insider Stephen A. Smith debate whether or not Alabama lost the game or Michigan won it with noted college football guru Paul Feinbaum. Jeez. I was trying to think of a way to, to phrase this, so I'll just put it how it was in my mind. Did anything that happened last night or even during the bowl season change how you felt about Oklahoma season or how you felt about Oklahoma going forward. In other words, in watching, uh, let me give you an example. And if this is going back a ways, uh Oh, is there something wrong with the coffee or is it just that good? All right. I haven't had my first drink yet. I'm pretty excited. It's very about hot. It. Ah, that's, I like it. Here's what I mean. The year Oklahoma lost to Johnny Manziel in the cotton bowl. Was it was the 2012 season, the 2013 Cotton Bowl, and it was, I mean, it was frustrating. I don't want to say embarrassing because hey, made to the Cotton Bowl on a season where things hadn't necessarily gone your way, and found a way to get things right late. And that that second half was rough, but it it rough. There's the term. But Michigan, I'm sorry, Notre Dame played Alabama in the national championship game. And 
there wasn't a lot of frustration from Sooner fans, and I was still in Tulsa, and Pop and I were doing a show. But I remember that the day we came back and did the show, it wasn't as bad as we expected, right? It, it just – maybe people had tuned out. <laughs> maybe maybe they were going through it in their own way. But it just – it wasn't as bad. And then Alabama played Notre Dame for the national championship and absolutely – just waxed him and controlled every element of that game. And that was also, I think, the year, right, in 12. Was that the year that Notre Dame came? No, no, I, I think, yeah. It 12 was the year been. that if Notre it, Dame came here. Yeah, If it generated that reaction, it was the same season. I'm telling you that next day, Josh, I've never seen anything like it. Still to this day, outside of maybe Friday after the Alamo Bowl. <laughs> Friday after the Alamo Bowl was was the naked gun. Nothing to see here was Kevin Bacon in, in Animal House. Everything's going to be okay. But I go back to that day a lot because everyone watched. Am I right? Yeah. Okay. Good. Everyone watched and I think realized, Josh. Look how far away we are. We got ways to go, man. Because, uh, well, the Notre Dame game you lost 30-13, to 13, but it was much closer than that. Right. And everyone had written off Oklahoma after that. And, oh, thanks for pulling up the schedule, dude. And OU went on to win five straight games, including the overtime thriller against Oklahoma State, uh, the Brennan Clay walk-off, uh, and the trip to TCU when Tony Jefferson batted down a ball in the corner of the end zone, and Oklahoma won the Big 12, and then got beat 41-13 in the Cotton Bowl. Like I said, that 41-13 loss that day after – not too bad. And and I think also part of it was that was a Friday, so we had Saturday, Sunday, Monday. By Monday you get in there, everyone's okay. But Monday night, national championship game that Tuesday, we're doomed. So I, I guess my question is, what is that, that, that feeling? Does it still just come back to what happened in the Alamo Bowl and how Oklahoma finished the season and the fact that they lost to Kansas and Oklahoma State? And those are things that some people just aren't going to Ever let go of, which, again, I'm not here to judge. That's fine. Like, did it have you feeling some sort of way? I, I told this to Toby, and, again, I was up I was up pretty late last night. for At least for an old man like me, like, super late last night. But what I found, and what I guess I figured out, is I think Oklahoma fans had to take it from Texas fans a lot during the playoffs, where Texas would say things like, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter that you made it to the playoffs. It doesn't matter until you win a game. Only matters if you won a championship. It's a it's a season that's lost. So on, so on, so on. Congrats on your Big Twelve championship. You did the same thing we did. You didn't win a national championship. right. So and that's what it became for uh, Oklahoma fans in Texas last night. I was fat. And by the way, Oklahoma had the over the top grip. They could go Lincoln Hawk because hey, we beat you. But the only thing, the only thing that I noticed last night that kind of concerned me more than anything else is Alabama, excuse me, Texas made some of the same mistakes that Oklahoma had this season. Just inopportune turnovers, penalties. What Texas get whistled for? Eight penalties last night? So sometimes you come away from those games and you think we're completely overmatched. We're never going to win a championship again. And maybe if you took the Alabama game and and you just looked at Michigan, you thought, yeah, Michigan's going to be tough to deal with. But I didn't see an Alabama team that Oklahoma couldn't hang with. I mean, 
I just we spend all this time where we're like, oh my gosh, we're all doomed. Everything sucks. We're going to the SEC. We're gonna get annihilated. And then I'm watching Alabama last night. And I'm like, eh. now granted, Alabama did not play well, and you got to give credit to Michigan. And that's an Alabama team that showed us signs throughout the year, save for an SEC championship game that, look, it was not vintage Alabama at times. Now, on the other side of it, you might say, okay, Plank, I see your confidence after the Alabama game, and I raise you Georgia putting 60 on Florida State, which is fine, which is understandable. But I don't – I mean, you include that. You include the confusion over what we're supposed to be taking from Bulls this year specifically – and I don't know, Josh, it's just – I was trying to figure out how it made me feel from a Sooner fan's perspective, and I really – I don't know if it made me feel better or worse, but it sure as heck didn't have me panicking that the sky is falling and this is unattainable and Oklahoma's never going to get to where they need to be. And I don't know if that's homerism, and I'm fine to wear it if you want to say that, but it wasn't a four-team playoff that I came away from thinking, oh, my gosh, they're never going to get there. And, again, maybe the best team in college football got left out. Maybe there's a really good chance that Georgia was the best team in college football. But you lose and you don't get in in this gotta win. format. And I, I also – boy, Florida State fans had a really rough – what what was was New Year's Eve the Georgia game yeah Florida State fans had a really rough New Year's Eve and then they kind of got to live it a little bit last night <laughs> because of what happened with Alabama but I don't know it's just I didn't come away feeling the end is near well there wasn't a Notre Dame game this year there wasn't now if if anything Texas's performance I feel like should be encouraging to Oklahoma fans because, look, they made some mistakes, but Texas was fully capable of beating that Washington team last night. That was a great football game. Uh, Michigan-Alabama was a classic. So by that measuring stick, Oklahoma, you could come away and say Oklahoma's best was good enough to beat any one of those four in the college football playoff. Now, that comes with a massive caveat, which was and is, we only saw Oklahoma's best, I feel, against Texas. We saw it once this year. So Oklahoma has to be more consistent. They have to improve. I would say, for me, I'd be more encouraged coming out of last night for Oklahoma than than discouraged. Peter Burns, uh, ESPN, SEC Network. If you are going to be someone that watches a lot of the SEC Network, you're going to see a lot of Peter Burns. This morning, he threw out his early 2024 SEC ranking vibes. So just power rankings? Just kind of in his mind how he thinks it's going to play out in 2024. He's got Oklahoma at six, Texas at two. I would say for how some people have viewed what they think Oklahoma is going to be in the SEC, that's pretty high praise for a newcomer to this conference. And granted, the teams in front of them are two teams that I think they're going to beat next year in Missouri and Ole Miss. But again, it's also – January 2nd at 9.15 a.m. We got a long way to go to get there. Each of those road games. That's right. Gosh, I forgot about that with Ole Miss. Georgia 1, Texas 2, Bama 3, Ole Miss 4, Missouri 5, OU 6. Tennessee 7? Tennessee 8. I don't know about that. After watching Nico in the bowl game, he looked pretty good. Yeah, that's right. You had to live that whole game, didn't you? 
Had to. I, I got to. What a treat. <laughs> Iowa played in a Big Ten championship game and a high-profile bowl game and didn't score a point in either one. <laughs> in either game. Did they come close at least? Uh, yeah, their first drive, they, they should have scored points, but they threw a pick. So but, but I, they didn't come close after that. I, I don't. I guess the whole doom and gloom. The who's who's the guy that on the Kinnipamire Chevrolet text line? I think Steely had dubbed him recruiting doomer. There's a boomer doomer on there as well. I wasn't in a full fledged panic like I usually find myself on days after playoffs. Well, and you know, let, let's add. Hey, you know what? I don't have to go back ten years. I don't have to go back ten years. We can go back to after the Peach Bowl. Oklahoma got housed. We were unfortunately reminded of it on a couple of occasions last night. And what happened as soon as we got back and we sat down? Your top quarterback recruit decommitted. It's like, oh, my gosh. Yeah, indeed. We're doomed. <laughs> this thing is falling apart around us. And they ended up that 4th of July getting Caleb Williams and had what was shaping up to be a pretty, pretty incredible season. Till the bottom fell out in 2021. So I, I don't know if there's, I don't know if there's anything you do. I don't know if, if maybe as a fan you look at it and say, I don't care about what it means for Oklahoma. Texas lost. That's all that matters to me. And, and we already learned our lesson this year that Oklahoma's not there yet. They got to get better. Looked like in Oklahoma's bowl game there will be some growing pains next season at quarterback. Now. How long and how pronounced those are, we'll see. That's, I mean, that's one of the big questions now for Oklahoma is how big can the jump be from one performance versus Arizona to the start of next season to you get a couple of games in and all of a sudden you're going to play a good Tennessee team at home and on and on and on versus the rest of that SEC schedule. How big of a jump can Jackson Arnold make? Can this defense, Plank, can it turn enough of a corner with Bowman coming back, with Stutzman coming back, to where it can help you withstand some offensive growing pains because that's where OU needs to get to, right? You look at Alabama, it was not uh, it was not automatic right. for Alabama with uh, its quarterback situation this season. They lost at home to Texas. Then they found it, and I know the quarterback situation last night, okay, have a conversation about that for Alabama, but they grew as the season went along because the other parts were good enough. Quick break. It's 9-18 on a Tuesday I don't think I'll make the Monday mistake too much today. That's the goal. we got a busy week ahead of us. Let's uh, recap the games. If you want to jump in, Kinnipamire Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439. Get your first shout-out of 2024, 405-651-3439. Coming up on the program today, we'll hit your text. Uh, Kirby Smart had a take or two or ten about the Bulls and what needs to be done. We'll dive into that. We got an update from the portal. Another Sooner name has entered the portal, though I don't think it's anything too insane. Um, and the Thunder are back in action tonight against Boston. Thunder good. Thunder good. We'll talk about it all coming up on a Tuesday edition of the Plank Show. <laughs> got a uh, got a note. Right, I found my phone. Very exciting. Uh, Larissa sent us a uh, text in the super secret text line. She said, please mention Ethan Downs and the horns down last night. Made my day. That was pretty funny. That was pretty funny. And I somehow, I think, I think I'm going to have to mute stats on Twitter. I, uh, I got tagged in a tweet that then led to everyone fighting in, in my mentions about 
well, how and what about this? And how about that? I bet you didn't see. Well, at least we're still – what bowl was that in? How'd you do in your bowl game? I'm like, ah, oh, I don't I don't understand what happened. What they were doing the, uh, they were doing the um, good works award, and Ethan Downs was out there. And when they introduced him, he threw the horns down, and so everybody had some sort of reaction to it. <laughs> Oklahoma fans loved it as they should. Texas fans are aghast, and and then they're fighting. But how how does stats factor into all of this? He took a screenshot of it and tweeted it and said a boy from it took a boy from Weatherford or something ah, like that. Gotcha. Okay. And he tagged. And the next thing I know is my whole mentions are just people fighting over it. And you got tagged in it. And I was tagged in it for some reason. <laughs> why were you tagged? In I it? don't know. I don't know why. I, I I have no idea. It's just and they're going and and literally it's the most. It's like a bunch of twelve year olds fighting. Well, where are you right now watching? Same place you're watching from, but my team's playing. Will my team beat your team? It's like, who cares? And I guess uh, Cedric Golden tweeted it. It said, Ethan Downs just threw the horns down here. And the the place erupted with an OU sucks chant from Texas. Texas fans were booing. They were chanting OU sucks, which I just find to be fantastic in the middle of a semifinal game. That you've got a guy that just won a Good Works award, and what's he out doing? Good Works, making sure to throw that down. Texas uh, has lost uh, all ability to claim that all OU does is think about Texas with their little uh, little Bevo uh, act from last night. Yeah, okay, I missed that. I missed that last night, which that I was think a- was fun and in you know, yeah. good spirit of the rivalry or whatever. But I don't want to hear about. All OU does is talk or think about Texas because clearly Texas is thinking and talking about OU quite a bit. That was something I had to see on on social media after the fact. Let's get into these games, by the way. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into the Plank Show. This is the home of Sooner fans. Hope everyone had a great New Year's Eve. Did you do anything good, anything fun on your New Year's Eve? We did, yeah. We went and uh, hung out at the Noun Hotel for a little bit. Which was uh, you like? Had you, uh, had you been over there before? Yeah, okay. a little bit, but it, it was great. And uh, let's see, went and saw Wonka. That was good over uh, this extended break. Okay, I saw more movies in the last week. You're movied out than I have in all of 2023. <laughs> and you want to know how many I saw? Two. <laughs> in theaters, you saw in theaters. So I what? Did, what I, I saw Wonka. And what I did s- you think? Oh, I loved it. It was great, wasn't it? I not? thought it was fantastic. How good was uh, Timothy Chalamet? I had never seen him or heard of him in my life. Should I have? Had he been in anything before? I, I had heard of him, but I, I wasn't really familiar. Okay. I had never heard of him. Now, I'm going to tell you, any movie that starts with a musical scene that isn't South Park usually is an instant turnoff for me. <laughs> right. Whenever, it, and I'm not spoiling anything, but when it starts and he's standing on a boat, he goes, there's a world out there. You're like, what in the heck have I gotten myself into? Oh, no. <laughs> we I, I got two hours of this? I looked at my girls, and they were just loving. I was like, oh, okay. And then I said, I thought it was really good. Yeah, they did a good job. I thought it was really good. And then on New Year's, how about that? Let me just give you a scenario real quick before we get to these games. Mention how my son is into football. He's but college football, not quite pro football yet, but he's really into college football. Hey, his gradual, his best friend's a Georgia guy. So um, what I've come to find out is all that the Georgia guy ever talks about is 
Georgia football. So you adapt in advance or you got to move on. So he has adapted and he's a, he likes Georgia football, which I'm fine with. Uh, baby steps, right? I'll, he's always talking about rooting for the Sooners, but I don't, I don't think he, I don't think he's as steeped in the tradition. I don't want to see him getting in a debate with somebody. And it's like, well, I'm glad he got to experience Georgia football as it should be this year with a little bit of suffering. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> Two national championships are not indicative. So on Sunday, I was pretty excited to watch the Raiders game because I was home and and I knew that I was off Sunday night, so I was going to enjoy the Raiders game. And he had stayed. My son was home on, from college, so he had stayed. And he's like, Dad, let's go see Iron Claw. It's like, absolutely. Let's go see it at 3 o'clock. He goes, uh, he goes well, I got to leave at 3. And I was like, I guess we're going now. I guess we're going now. But, again, it was well worth it. I I cried like a baby, you know, a majority of it, just because that was my childhood. And I remember, you know, it's, it, that was a pre – the spoiler alert here, all of them die except one. But And, in fact, they didn't even include one of the brothers who died because they thought it would get too repetitive – I mean, there is one. They cut one out. They cut Chris Von Erich out of the movie. They cut one of the Von Erichs that died out of the movie. He's like, I think we kind of get the point. I'm like, I don't think you really do. (laughs) Yeah, it's not respect for the. My gosh. But it was. I highly suggest it. Now, my buddy Joel Sairi, who I spent New Year's Eve with, we went to Benvenuti's and had dinner there. I'm a big Benvenuti's guy. But uh, Joel had texted me the next day and said, my boys want to go see it. Do you think I should take my kids? And I was like, Joel, do I think you should see? Should every should every red blooded American go see the Iron Claw? Absolutely. <laughs> should children, maybe about 15, 16 and under, go see it? Probably not. Questionable. Wait till it comes out on like TBS or TNT or something. Whenever they have every edits, every edit that could possibly be made. Because I mean, there's really only one kind of bad scene. But there is – they cost a lot. <laughs> I mean, a lot. But it was great. Uh, and as I mentioned, I spent my – so I saw two movies, Wonka nice. and Iron Claw. And then I spent my New Year's Eve at Benvenuti's, which was just – it's incredible. It was incredible. I had a blast. So thanks to Scooter and his wife and Joel and Mary. I mean, it was just awesome. Got home in time to see the ball drop or Bro, not? so I took the Sunday night show off because I didn't know. I My, my wife's like, dude, you – you got to. You, you got to do it. You never do it. It's New Year's Eve. We never go do anything. You got to do it. She wanted to. She wanted to. I was in bed by 11 o'clock. Nice. Yeah. I mean, I watched the ball drop uh, for the East Coast New Year's Eve, and then I just fell asleep. And I was the, uh, My daughters woke me up at midnight, like at 11.59, to do the uh, – because I'd fall asleep on the couch. You know – And we did the Welch's thing. Dick Clark's New Year's Eve bash is like really sort of a dumb production – Oh yeah, absolutely. But I can't get enough of it. I can't stop watching it either. It's it's there is and there is inevitably like just so many classic moments from it. Like wh- what was Jelly Roll's role? It's like, ladies and gentlemen, here's Jelly Roll. It's like, <laughs> I'm Jelly Roll, and he was just there to watch the ball. Drop. And the microphone that they were using, I mean, you couldn't hear anything no. Jelly Roll was saying. All right, up there. and then his daughter and his his wife. I mean, it's just, and then LL Cool J is performing, and nobody's paying attention to it. And they're like, and Ryan Seacrest is like, how does it feel to perform in your hometown? He's like, it's great. It's great to be back in New York. And nobody's paying attention to LL Cool J at all. Whatever Ryan Seacrest gets paid for that, he doesn't get paid enough because some of the moments where he has to keep that 
thing moving. Oh, and it's going to be a magical right. night, and welcome to Times Square, and oh, it's it's a nightmare. New beginnings in 24. It's I don't know how he does it. I was blown away. I flipped it over to one of the other channels. I don't know if it was CBS or NBC, but they had Leonard Skinnerd in Nashville, and the whole show is live from Nashville, and whoever was hosting that, she was tanked. Um, oh, really? I think so. I mean, I don't know if that's how, but if that's how she normally talks, then she was she was on one. That- <laughs> it seemed like she was on one to me. Yeah, I don't know what you do in that situation either. You just got to ride you gotta it out. Go. It's like, hey, you got to go. I guess people were saying that Kenny Mayne was tanked during the Sugar Bowl uh, mega cast last night. Oh, really? I didn't watch any of it. I don't. You and I are. Uh, I'm not anti mega cast, but it's just it doesn't provide anything. Yeah, I want to watch the traditional broadcast. I, right. And if I'm going to, like, I listen to the two, I listen to, uh, ESPN does do a great job, by the way, with all of the hometown broadcasts. So I was listening to Alabama a little bit. I was listening to Washington. I listen. Dusty was doing the ESPN broadcast, so I was listening to that on radio. I don't need to hear a bunch of guys scream all over the top of each other. I mean, I do that every day here on sports radio. It's yeah. like, literally, that's all it is. Well, you know what they say. It's tough to listen to yourself. So. It's the worst. It's the worst. But yeah, it was um I would say all in all it was an awesome, awesome New Year's Eve weekend. That's good. That's I had good. a good time. And you and that first New Year's Eve as a newlywed? Yeah, oh, I'm sorry, sorry, as a in, engaged? Well, basically it feels that way, right? <laughs> Even though we're in that weird phase, as I'm sure many can relate to, where it's like, Yeah, my girlfriend, I mean my fiance. My boyfriend, I mean my fiance. <laughs> right, exactly. It's like it's still still pretty weird, but no, I was good. It was good. I got in, I got in trouble a couple of times. People were like, "Hey, you didn't say happy New Year's." I'm like, "I was in bed. I was I was asleep." I mean, sorry, I'm I'm 48. Um, I figured I'd tell you Happy New Year's here. Yeah, I didn't want to. I didn't want to be a bother to you. Hey, you didn't text me and tell me Happy New Year's. I'm like, I was in bed, Mom. Jeez. Come on, this old man can barely stay up past midnight unless he's getting paid for it. Um, the two games were fantastic. Oh my goodness, let's, so great. Let's talk about them when we come back. It's 9.34, enough about us, let's dive into the games. If you know what you want to talk about before we truly get into the nuts and bolts of it, 405-651-3439, that's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, or the Riverwind Casino jackpot line, 405-329-9000. It's a plank show right here on The Ref. Plank show, we're back. Josh Elmer alongside Chris Plank. Our number one, as we say, Happy New Year and welcome back to the Ref Radio Network. Our number one presented by Van Hoos Fence. Check them out online, vhfence.com, where you can get your fencing needs taken care of by the premier fence company in Oklahoma. 405-735-1167 is the number to call, which uh, you should give that number a call. Why? Because Bob Stoops said so. Ah, vhfence.com. To the text line we go. That is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. 405-651-3439. Spence in Tulsa. (laughs) Yes, Spence. Despite Washington's best efforts in the last minute, Texas still lost that game. Boy, I, I get it. I get it. There's two things that happen that you really can't account for unless you just down the football, right? One of those is an injury. Should they change the rule? In other words, if it's your player that it, that is injured, you can wave off the stopping of the clock. Is that kind of what you're thinking? There were a lot of people that felt that way last night, and I, I tend to, I think, lean on that side of it too, watching it play out last night. I, I understand the deterrent 
to faking injuries, I guess. Sure. But in this instance, why punish a team if there's a legitimate injury? To I just it feels like such a gray area, and it clearly it almost sent Texas to the national championship in a game that was otherwise over. I I guess I have a lot of work to do because why in that instance? Well, I guess it would be if they, the team that has the injury has to burn a timeout, right? But they said Texas has declined the 10-second runoff. Like, do you you even have to go ask them? (laughs) It's like, of course you're going to decline the 10-second runoff there. I have never heard of people bringing up the possibility of that rule being changed until last night. But it makes all the sense in the world. You have a player that's injured. you, uh, You get him off the field. The clock should start. Right away. Right? But if you're a Texas fan today, you're like, no, no, the rule is okay how it is. Could you imagine if Texas would have won that game? Well, and look, having said all that, I mean, they would have also earned it as well, right? I mean, it would have been oh, a magical true. drive down the field. Yep. But, uh, yeah, it, it, would have been, it would have been crazy, the reaction to it. <laughs> and it would have been a total self-destruct because of the uh, kick-catch interference and then just not being able to get a final stop. How about uh, Sarkeesian in Texas, the little flat route they ran? And then a lot of people were critical of just the final four sequences of plays that they didn't really give their wide receivers a good chance to go win the game. Yeah, I uh... – I don't know if there could have been. I'm sorry. I'm just. There's this commercial on right now. <laughs> you gotta get. A and I gotta on get it. a shot of it because my family's always making fun of me that I can't see anymore. Uh, <laughs> and they're like regular glasses where they put binoculars on the end of it. It's the dumbest looking thing I've ever That's seen what you in my need. life. And I uh, zoom optics is what it's called. It's so dumb. All right, anyway, that's um, a great name. Zoom optics. And they got all these old people like, oh, look at the birds standing on their porch. I said the ESPN advertising during the day is not necessarily targeted. Well, maybe it is now. It's targeted towards my group. Um, both the, Alabama's and Texas's play calling that, in those massive moments oh were, my were, gosh, were the, less than ideal. That fourth down Bama call. Oh, terrible. Um, I've seen a few more of these texts. There's if you scroll down, there's some better ones from the games. I just I started throwing a bunch in there, um, but I will I will say we both games ended up as thrillers. I don't know if the Alabama Michigan game was great throughout, Josh, but it had a great but finish. it had a great finish. And then you know it depends on depends on what you like. If you're like I think I would put Ted in this category. Ted is a guy that likes to watch good defensive football. Good, good trench battles. You got that in Michigan, Alabama, right? Sure. Uh, you had special teams play a major factor in that game, magnifying the importance of special teams. Michigan had the two botched punts. Michigan had the – I don't know if Alabama scores a touchdown in the first half without the botched punt, right? Mi- Michigan's defense is legit. very, very good and a clear step up from Texas across the board to where – that could be what pushes them over the top. I'm sort of leading Washington yeah. to win the national championship strictly because of Michael Penix. To me, he is such a – he's so much better 
than J.J. McCarthy that I just don't know that he's going to be denied. But that makes, for now, a terrific national championship game, I think, where you've got the strength of Michigan's defense. Obviously, they run it really well with Corum and with uh, McCarthy versus Michael Penix, who I don't know that anybody was beating them last night with the way that he was throwing the football. Yeah, no, exactly. Exactly. All right, where do you want to go next? Anything else here that's caught your eye? I mean, we've got a lot of them. Yes, there's a lot. Camo Sooner, aren't the Horns losing their best skill players after this season? How are they picked second in the SEC going into oh, next year? Well, did you not pay attention last night? Did you not watch? It was that Camo Sooner that sent that? Yeah. They've got Arch Manning, and he's the, he's the greatest thing that's ever happened in the history of football. Didn't you see how everyone wanted to talk to Arch Manning instead of Quinn Ewers at their media day? Come on, man. What is Quinn going to do? I think he turns pro. I think it would be good for him to come back for another year. Well, if he does, then obviously they'll they'll be really good again. Yeah, exactly. But exactly. I, I agree with that text, though, that even if he comes back, I don't know that they're going to be as talented as they were this year, the weapons around him. Yeah, no, I agree. I, he, I mean, is it fair to say he faltered in the big moment? Yes. Didn't give his guys a chance. Mm -mm. And, and part of that is probably Sark's fault, too. <laughs> Here's one from 5808. First playoff game analysis. One team couldn't defend the running back swing pass. One team couldn't field a punt. Neither team could snap the ball. Instant classic. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I mean, I... I am still shocked Michigan won that game with the way that they started. Your first pass is, I don't know. How, how did they overturn that interception? What did they see? I watched that thing like 10 times. I'm like, how can you overturn that? That's what gets me so much about replay. It's like, well, as you can see. On the initial play of the game? Yeah. It's like, oh, as you can see, there's one little blade of the white grass that's kind of touching his foot, so that's incomplete, or that's uh, out of bounds. And he never reestablished. Right. I'm just like. We just had that play out in a game a month ago for Oklahoma, and I was told that was an interception. What are we, what are we doing here? So, yeah, who knows? Oh, had they said that he hadn't reestablished? Yes. His, oh, okay, okay. It, well, that's he, even worse. The, the heel was down on the chalk, and uh, and he, he jumped from there and, and picked it up. I think they got it right. Oh, do you? Okay. But it was uh, – I was shocked they overturned it. It was definitely a fortunate break. I was shocked they overturned it. And I certainly didn't expect uh, Michigan to drive and go tie the game late no. with the way offensively it had gone. Me neither. You got one more you want to hit before the break? Uh, let's see here. Uh, there's so many good ones. The uh, The rule has to be enforced either way. It's a good rule. It just happened to almost work against Washington. Right, but uh, again. That's from Vinnie Paul. We understand Vinnie Paul. The point is whenever it's a rule, because the design of the rule is to – Stop defenses from faking injuries. Stop that. Stop intentional ways to um, stop the clock. And if you're in a position – now, I understand, in that instance, you have the option for the 10-second runoff, but in this case, Texas is the losing team. They're, they're trailing. They don't want that 10 seconds runoff. So, I don't know. Just it's something you don't hear a lot about. It's a very rare situation – but it's also one of those rules, like fumbling through the end zone. We saw that happen. Who, who was it? CD that had that happen in the NFL game. It's like, why, why is that any different than fumbling here, fumbling there, fumbling through the end zone? Who cares? It's not a touchdown. 
And then all of a sudden, when it happens, you see the rule enforced, and you in your mind you think, "Well, that's pretty dumb." I'll be surprised if we don't get something changed over the off season. <laughs> um, and then there's this from Shawnee writes: "I've learned you can't question key play calls. You must simply state season stats. Those are the rules." Is, is that from the Texas Washington game? It's gotta be. Right? It's gotta be right. Oh, the true ads. Big 12 championships were never uh, a big deal to Texas until today. Yeah, now they matter. Now they absolutely matter. All right, uh, 948. We're rolling through hour one of the Plank Show. When we come back, let's take a, I mentioned the NFL and the weekend that was. We're leading up to the final weekend of the National Football League, the final weekend, and the playoffs are still in flux. We'll tell you what we learned next right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. One to the right, Roydell Williams in the backfield. Jalen Milrow in a shotgun, game on the line, fourth and goal from the three. Milrow puts a man in motion, empty backfield, low snap, quarterback run up the middle. Yeah! He's not going to make it! He's not going to make it! Nowhere close as the Michigan defense stuffs Jalen Milrow, and the Wolverines will play the championship one week from tonight. It's my man, John Jansen. He's the uh, analyst on the Michigan radio broadcast. Gosh, you got to love when a color guy ruins the car. I know. I was going to text him. I'm like, excited much? We should text him this but morning. But it is good. It is good. Uh, that's the uh, thrill of victory. Have you heard the Alabama call? I had it here last night. I don't know what I did with it. From Eli and Co? Well, it wasn't Eli. It wasn't Eli last night. It was Chris Stewart that was calling it. Eli hadn't been feeling well. Oh, no. I didn't know that he wasn't doing this game last night. I kind of figured it's like, oh, he'll find a way to kind of battle through and and get it done there. Yeah, let's see here. Alabama. No, they, oh, it's gone. Oh, man. And it's gone. And it's gone. It is the great, it's one of the great examples of the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat. Uh, Josh, we'll talk more about the playoffs at the top of the hour. Plus, we'll give you our portal update brought to you by SwiftCo. Um, NFL-wise, from the weekend that was, Eagles are falling apart. He, two teams are falling apart, the Eagles and the Dolphins. And yesterday, Sunday, sorry, was kind of a get-right day for Dallas. They looked real – well, I guess that was Saturday night. They looked really good. Now, there's the controversy. Yeah, what do you make of uh, how it ended? I, the, the referee screwed it up, but Dan Campbell said the whole point of it was to confuse Dallas. The problem is they confused the officials. And then I thought it was a really bad look for the officials to double down. I thought, you know, when they doubled down, like, oh, that, that's what they told us. That's what they said. And you're like, uh, that's not really what they're saying. So I don't come away thinking any less of Detroit. You know, I thought that was a what a great game that ended up being on Saturday night. I still, I still can't believe we're in a position where we're talking about Detroit like this. I'm sorry, my mind just does not. They're allow really good. I, I can't wrap my mind around it. They're really right good now, but they're really good. But the road to the Super Bowl is going to run through Baltimore and San Francisco. I don't think they're going to play in the Super Bowl though. You, you're not calling for power outage part two. I don't. I don't. I don't think those two teams are going to play each other in the Super Bowl. Baker's boys missed an opportunity to kind of seal the deal, but the good news for Baker and company, all they have to do is beat Carolina this weekend, which seems pretty doable. Pretty easy, pretty yeah. doable. Who, uh, which of the two is not making it, or both? Baltimore, San Francisco. 
Baltimore looks like a wagon right now. Yeah, but see, here's the thing. I'm letting history affect me here. Baltimore has done this to us before, to where they look like the best team in the National Football League. And then all of a sudden they get to the playoffs and you're like, what? They haven't been the one, though, have they? Um, yeah. In 20... Oh, that's right. And they... In 2019, Josh. And they lost. They had won 12 straight games heading into the playoffs. They were 14-2, and two, and they lost to the Titans. Because which, which allowed KC to host. That's right. Yeah. Uh, in 2020, which again, nothing really matters from 2020, they were 11-5, and five, had won five straight games heading into the playoffs, and then they lost. If They won a playoff game, but they lost in the divisional round to the Bills. So I am letting, unfortunately, history kind of affect me here, which I guess I shouldn't. Well, but until they, they prove it in the playoffs, that's the way it's going to be, and that's just how that goes. The Chiefs feel like, they got right a little bit on Sunday or still some work to do? Uh, yeah, I think it's a, a little bit. It's a good Bengals team. I, I, I think a little bit, yeah. Eliminated Cincinnati from the playoffs. So now in the AFC you have essentially one, two, three, four teams fighting over two spots. That Buffalo-Miami game this week is, is going to be fantastic. Though I guess technically Buffalo – well, Buffalo hasn't clinched anything yet. No, they could miss they the, could playoffs the playoffs if they lose. And in the NFC you have uh, – Four teams fighting over three spots. Uh, sorry, four teams fighting over one spot. Rams get in. Congratulations to our buddy David Goodspeed. His Los Angeles Rams are in the playoffs. All right, when we come back, portal update, roster update for the Sooners next right here on The Ref.